0: I always thought that you were a man that respected the law. i like to see justice done. Justice. justice is what a lawyer gets when the judge rules in his favor. The law is what we live
1: by. It is the
2: rules. A man can always live by the law.
1: A man cannot live any other way. Do you realize that I have been a lawman for almost 600 years, even before I was immortal? I have seen cities burned. I have seen children slaughtered. Law is what separates us from the beast. We leave it. We leave a hole with no bottom. Yeah, but
2: in all this law of yours, isn't there any room for compassion? Not from me. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we take a look at another episode of the amazing, the weird, the wonderful Highlander franchise. I'm one of your rewatchers. We, we watchers? I'm one of your we watchers. One of your we watchers. One of your Barbara Walters. I'm the smallest one here, the weest watcher. <laughs> sure. I am Keith. <laughs> this is Kyle. And this is
0: Eamon. Uh, very good. The wisest watcher. Wise.
2: This week's episode is episode number 12, Under Color of Authority. It was first aired Monday, February 7th, 1994. It was directed by Clay Boris. He's back. Six Day Clay, as Bill Panzer called him. Uh, We know him, of course, from The Zone, Turnabout. Did he do Revenge of the Sword, I think? Yep. Um, But one thing I was thinking with these reoccurring directors and writers is we always kind of just do a little recap of what they've done for Highlander, but I was thinking it'd be fun to kind of look at what other work they've done. So... Clay Barris, last year, I guess, directed kind of an indie movie (laughs) uh, called X-Wins. And the trailer for it is on, like, Vimeo, I think. The description for this movie is epic, and we all need to watch it. This is the description for X-Wins. A young man practices for a triathlon deep in the thick forest. A beautiful young woman and her brother have broken down in the middle of the same forest. Three (laughs) ominous gun-wielding hunters stop to help. A game of tic-tac-toe is played and goes bad. What? All hell breaks loose, and a game of cat and mouse insures. In- insures? See? It says insures. <laughs> this is copied from their website. The only way out is if X wins. What? <laughs> also, also
0: how did anyone lose a game of tic-tac-toe? <laughs> it is a
2: game that cannot be lost. If we've learned anything from the uh, Matthew Broderick movie War Games, it is that it is an unwinnable game. Yeah. Mm. Does anyone remember that movie? Of no. course. Everyone remembers that know. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen it. Let's play
0: Globo-Thermo-Nuclear War.
2: Yeah. Well, Matthew Broderick's like a hacker. Master hacker skills. And for some reason, like NATO hired, like no, or he, NORAD, or I forget what happens.
0: hacks into NORAD, right. basically, and gains control of their computer due to a glitch. The government has changed it over because they found that people couldn't, didn't have like the willpower to shoot nuclear weapons. They wanted to empower a computer to do it, and Matthew Broderick gains control of it, thinking he's just in an everyday computer game, like, accidentally almost triggers a nuclear war between the United States and
2: Russia. But the moral of the story is, so since it's like an artificial intelligence thing, it's like Skynet, he needs to teach the computer that it's not worth playing the game. So he has to play tic-tac-toe, which is unwinnable, and so the moral of it is, if both sides are playing, you both lose.
0: Right. Wow! War
2: games (laughs) rewatched.
0: Also, meds. We should have get spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) 1980s movie. Well, in that description, they're playing tic tac toe, and they're also playing a game of cat and mouse. There's yeah, there's a lot of games games. in that movie. (laughs) A
2: lot
0: of games between two parties: X's and O's versus cat and mouse. Yep. Also, X's and O's are kind of even. How do they determine who's the cat and who's the mouse? They're also hugs and and kisses. I'm going to go ahead and guess that the well-armed hunters are the mice. (laughs) Mm. Are these hunters from
1: Highlander? Ooh,
2: worlds collide. Mm. So this episode was written by Peter Mohan. Uh, He, of course, wrote The Zone, so we got the dynamic duo back to direct this episode. Uh, This episode guest stars Jonathan Banks as Mako. And, of course, we know him from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Mako. Mike-o. Yes. He Mike is Mike <laughs> from Breaking Bad. Uh, so. He was
1: also Commissioner Gordon in the Batman PlayStation
0: video games. <laughs>
1: uh, like your Arkham nice. Cities and your Arkham Planets and your Arkham, Arkham Planet. whatever.
0: <laughs>
2: is that like Planet Hulk? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the IMDb episode description, uh, this is a good episode description. Richie rescues a young woman being chased by a mortal Mako. In flashback, Mako shows up to capture Tim, a friend of Duncan's. Is she innocent or is she using Richie? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> they Are they still him. talking about Tim? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonderful. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> so, speaking of which, we open with a girl being chased. By
0: a monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> By an actual monster truck. It like drives over
2: a bunch of smashed cars. <laughs> it's and, like <laughs> slams down. It's Micosaurus Rex. Yeah. <laughs> this episode has like some crazy style to it in the beginning. Like it's very comic booky. Yeah. There's like lots of cool like silhouetted. Dutch angles on Yeah, that. tons of Dutch yeah. angles. Like the side of the building that she's running against is like bright yellow with like uh, blue frames around the yeah. window. Like it's very <laughs> colorful.
0: You guys should explain for the people at home Dutch angles. Uh,
1: Dutch Angles is like the Batman 1966 show did a lot where it's a skewed perspective whenever they're filming the villains, because the villains look at the world with a different point of view. That's it. A Dutch point of view. That's right. (laughs) All the the Batman's rogues gallery are Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) They'll have wooden shoes. That's right. (laughs) Suck at Dutch people on that shoe burn, (laughs) I guess. Take that. Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if we have any Dutch listeners. Uh, so
2: the chase is afoot. That's right, and on and wheels. It's very foggy <laughs> a lot of mood yeah. this girl is running from somebody in a truck yeah richie comes by i guess mm-hmm. and helps her on his bike yeah. finally he's back and doing something yeah finally <laughs> yeah what
0: has he been doing he went to visit the newspaper guys in epitaph for tommy yeah. and he stole tommy's check oh so <laughs> right? he's, he's been living large yeah, yeah, yeah and maybe he, and he walked away from <laughs> from friend. rowdy his fight with rowdy Roddy
2: piper yeah so
0: <laughs> You know, a lot of nothing is what he's been doing. Yep. Yeah.
2: So this girl gets on the back of Richie's hog mm-hmm. and while they're driving away, I guess Mako, Maiko, uh he's immortal, it turns out. Do we Richie gets the we, buzz. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh so he speeds off just in the nick of time. And Miko like gets out of his truck and
1: sees him drive right. away. Does he see his license plate?
2: We'll find out later that mm. in a in a bit of, I guess, cut script dialogue, that's mm. how he tracks down Richie later. Is uh. he has memorized the license plate. Crafty. Yep. Back in Mac's loft. He's I, reading. He's just, yeah, hanging out, having a nice cozy night in. Uh, <laughs> he's drinking out of a goblet
0: and reading in the dark. <laughs> You're going to give yourself an eye strain, Mac. You shouldn't do that. Yeah.
2: So Richie shows up with this girl in tow. And I guess she's been injured at some point. Like, she's hurt her head yeah it doesn't leading to the line it's
0: too early to see if you have a concussion yeah i just like that because i don't know if that's true if you've suffered some kind of head trauma like shouldn't their eyes be like dilated and not focusing properly and glazed over i thought that was
2: pretty instantaneous i don't know i have no idea i got a concussion once did you skiing I've, I went down real hard because I never skied before and I thought I could, I don't know, handle the hill and up oh, that ruined skiing for the rest of the day because I just felt like I was going to puke. Yikes. Good story. Yeah. I feel like she would know if yeah. she had a concussion hmm. or somebody would know. So Mac asked Richie what's up and he explains this whole situation and Richie's like, Oh, I can feel this guy coming a block away. And I was like, hold on. Like, <laughs> we've, we've had this conversation before. Like, Richie couldn't detect uh, what's her name, Sheena Easton, in, like why she was right, right next behind him, yeah. and it's like, oh, maybe it's because he's like a baby immortal mm-hmm. and doesn't have like he hasn't honed his senses. Not in this this time, so yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter.
0: We do come to find out that Mako is very old. Yeah. He's way older yeah. than Mac, so maybe it's because of how strong he is relative to someone like Sheena Easton, or that, there could just be no rules on it and yeah. it's all bogus. Although
2: we've never actually talked about that point is that if the the older immortals would have maybe a stronger Buzz presence. Yeah. Because they're emitting so much
0: buzziness. Buzz juice. (laughs) Yeah. You got so much quickening liquid (laughs) (laughs) sloshing around in there. At this point, we get treated to our first very nice flashback, where we discover that Mac is in the Old West in 1880. And he's a newspaper man.
2: This is another great set dressing. Yeah. Or not, it's not a set, it's a location, but it looks awesome. Tons of extras, great costumes. Another good one. A plus. Yeah. Yep. And Mac is hunting for cases for the Northwest Ledger. So he's hanging out with his friend Tim, who I guess is a shop owner, and I guess Tim is talking about moving to Alaska for the gold rush up there. Not to hunt for gold, but to open a shop yeah and make a bunch of money but he reveals that i guess his wife is expecting so Mm. mac drags him away to celebrate with some whiskey or no it's 1820 brandy brandy which is it says on the bottle uncommonly smooth fine old brandy fine old brandy yep Hooch. I've got I like to think that even in
0: eighteen twenty they were marketing things as fine old. Remember when you were young in the eighteen <laughs> in the seventeen nineties? You remember how good you thought brandy was then? Recapture that feeling. With eighteen twenty, smooth as fine old brandy. Yeah. Can we talk about how Mac is a journalist? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Or whatever. Like, Did we find this problematic in some way?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I don't find it. I mean, we've had hints of this before, right? Because in the Pennsylvania coal mining town, in what episode was that? That was, oh, The Zone. The the Zone. Uh, I think it was hinted at that he was a newspaper guy then, right? I thought so. Or did we imply that he might be at that point?
0: I don't remember. And then it
2: was definitely implied, I think, in the New York flashback in Little Italy hmm for what episode was that revenge of the revenge of the sword which which was a stupid flashback but another a great setting
1: (laughs) i don't get the sense that he's like a man of words
0: but he he wrote that story and that's true
1: yeah you're right maybe that's go that story maybe that's the connection that's another one of those weird connections he writes a story and now he's a newspaper man
0: I, I, I have no problem buying it. That as he tries to, you know, leave fighting behind, he transitions into a profession like that. I was thinking it's a, objectively a good profession for an immortal. Sure. Because you have all this historical context, and, you know, you can go out there, and it's an excuse to explore the world. It also means Mac knows how to operate a printing
2: press. But not a coffee press. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point during their celebration, Mac gets the buzz, mm-hmm. uh, and it's Mako, Miko, come to town. Make-O. So In,
0: in my notes here, I was like, okay. Should the joke be Miko or should I keep making Final Fantasy VII references about Mako, The Mako reactor. Fa- yeah, the face you're making right now, Keith, indicates mm-hmm. that Miko it is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have him referred to in my notes a lot as Anton Chagor from <laughs> No Country for Old Men, because he's basically that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the music in this scene is very Eno Morricone-y. Like, it's no basically- idea what that is. Yep. Ennio Morricone is a composer who composed all the Sergio Leone spaghetti western movies. He recently scored The Hateful 8 with Quentin right. Tarantino, but he's like a legendary film composer. There's this movie Once Upon a Time in the West which everybody should watch. Harmonica is like a central plot point, but throughout the whole movie there's this harmonica musical cue which the composer for this episode whose name I used to remember but now I don't. Sorry. Roger Bellon. Yeah, he has to have Watch that movie and borrowed that for this because it's like the same kind of thing. Awesome. So, yeah. Look out for that. Watch that movie. Buy the soundtrack. It's very good.
2: <laughs> uh, so Mako is in town. Miko is in town looking for Tim, it turns out. And right. he's kind of rallied the townspeople around and he's like, I got to find this guy mm-hmm. and you're going to help me because I know you all know where he is.
1: Well, like, Mac sees him out the window, and then Tim also sees him, and he's like, Oh, I gotta go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim's a wiener.
0: <laughs> yeah. <Also>. Yeah, kind of. He's a family man. Yeah. That's true. So, as we come to find out later, he's willing to fight. That's true. He gets into it. Mac and Mako? Mac and Mako? Mac to Mako. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shark. Isn't that a shark? Yes, yeah, so there is a shark. Like, it's like this stuff that you get showered in if you want to join Shindra's elite group of soldiers. <laughs> Maybe it's that. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's been a while. Readers write
0: period. us in every version of Mako. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just anything. The Mako, Mako countdown. <laughs> yeah, Next on Highlander, we watch our top ten Makos. Makos.
1: Top ten Makos. David Letterman.
2: Mako the shark. <laughs> Mako the gummy shark.
0: <laughs> street sharks. Ooh. Are there are there Makos in the street sharks? Uh,
2: There's gotta. be. There should
0: be.
1: Yeah, they fight. They bite. They're street sharks.
2: Jawsome. <laughs> Mac and Mako have a conversation. <laughs> we are way off base here. So Mac and Mako have a conversation about like what he's in town for mm-hmm. and they seem to have an understanding. It's like, "Oh, as long as you stay out of my way, let me do my job." Yeah. It's like, "All right." I guess and so. It's tense got, though.
0: They've no. got history already. Right. Like, right. He knows Mako's whole deal well before this conversation yeah.
1: starts. Mako's looking for Tim because he says he killed a Wells Fargo man on a train. This Last
0: time I saw you, you
2: and Fitzcairn just learning how to read. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a that good
2: reference. And that episode yeah. hasn't happened yet, has it?
0: There is, in fact, an episode in the future where Mac and Hugh Fitzcairn learn to read.
2: Yeah, which I thought this is a great little thing that they've actually, like, preempted the episode in the yeah. flashback. Like, they've mentioned an event that is we have not yet seen, which is really cool.
1: That is pretty cool. So, mm.
2: so in the next scene, we uh, Duncan, I guess, is con- confronting Tim about this whole situation. It turns out that Tim, I guess, his brother was a bank robber back in the day. Yeah. And invited Tim to go along with a ride. And he didn't know what the deal was. And he he wasn't part of the robbery, but I guess he was maybe lookout or something He like
0: watching the horses. Yeah. yeah. Which spoiler alert. That means you're part of the robbery, Tim. You are. You are, in fact, part of a robbery.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I guess during this robbery, they end up shooting this guy, which was not supposed to happen or whatever. But they end up running off. And Tim is, of course, part of this gang. So he's blamed for it. Rightly, right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh no, no, I didn't shoot the guy. I just
0: facilitated the people shooting the guy by ensuring that they couldn't be caught. <laughs> Great. <laughs> He's like the the ye olde version of a getaway driver, right? Oh, I, I, I wasn't involved.
2: Okay, you do you do feel a little bad for him? I mean, like he says, he didn't know that was what was happening. It's a
0: bank robbery. <laughs> <laughs> what do they think he was going to do? Tickle the teller?
1: <laughs> G- give us your money? <laughs> well, he's probably like, uh, "We're just going to go watch the train go by"? <laughs> yeah, real relaxing, like.
2: We are hold these guns and horses. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> hold these masks. <laughs> so Duncan tells Tim to like flee and hide, and he'll bring him supplies. Yeah. He tells him to flee to Bayou Falls and. Hold on. Where what are what? where are we again? We're we're definitely in the northwest, right? Because yeah. it's the Northwest Ledger, and mm. he wants to go to Alaska. You're correct. not going
0: there from Louisiana.
2: Ba- <laughs> bayous do not exist up there. One bayou it, it, certainly is a French word, correct? Like that is like yeah. local to like Louisiana, like Creole culture or whatever. Mm. So I don't know what the hell's going on.
1: Popeye's chicken. Read. We do right
2: bayou. Can you also have waterfall waterfalls? <laughs> Listen to my accent. Wood. Can I love you wooder. love the wood? <laughs> <laughs> Can you have waterfalls? Water. Water in a bayou? like waterfalls in a bayou because because then it's almost by definition not stagnant. Anymore. Exactly.
1: Yeah creek falls (laughs) puddle falls
2: i'm calling you out on your ecological terminology highlander (laughs) wetlands
1: falls so we get into this like this is i think this was our opening this philosophical philosophical is that the right i think so yes (laughs) i thought i said it wrong for some reason discussion about
2: what the law is and what justice is these two guys have clear stances on what they think the law is
1: mako thinks justice is what a lawyer gets in court
2: and the law
1: is like how we should live It's like Uh, the
2: letter uh, of the law. uh, 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 And Duncan has room for compassion, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I I think these these philosophies get a little muddied, like especially in some of the recent episodes we've seen.
1: Of Duncan always taking the law into his own hands. (laughs) Yes,
2: always, (laughs)
0: always takes the law into his own hands (laughs) until the antagonist Is a lawman. Right. Yeah. Because,
2: yeah, Duncan's always advocating, like, we should go to the police. We should do And it's like, suddenly, not anymore. It's like, yeah, we're done with that. And also, Mako, I think, makes a pretty good argument here. Because Duncan advocates for Tim. He's like, well, I do know him. But, like, he's a good guy. He's got a family coming. He really is fairly innocent in this scenario. So, like, let him be. And Mako's like, that's fine. Let the judge decide. If that's the case, okay. And I feel like that's a pretty level-headed way to go about it it's like you're right like we'll present the facts and if he really is fairly innocent of this whole thing okay fine that's the way it works
0: then's the rules
1: yeah yeah this is one of the only instances we kind of always complain about this where duncan's adversaries in these episodes are made too evil even if sometimes they have an interesting point of view mako isn't really like a bad guy they never really
0: show him do anything evil he, he never does anything, anything evil. In some of the things that he does in present day are like, I don't know, borderline? Yeah. They're not evil. Borderline. Whatever they are, they aren't
2: evil. They're no, rough. They're,
0: I, I feel comfortable saying you should not do that. But yeah. Very and different. they're
2: certainly not illegal in any way or like... Yeah, they are. But... what? Uh, well, we'll get to it oh, later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Tons of it's illegal, but... <laughs> All right. But he's not like
1: evil like like horton horton has no an interesting even- point of view but
0: he's so fucking evil he's like <laughs> one of the things and we'll talk about this when it comes up i think we are supposed to think based on a lot of the discussions that happen that the mako in the future is like a fallen like a somewhat fallen version of the character like mm-hmm. he's a lesser version of himself like he's maybe he's in some way been a little bit corrupted
2: richie makes a comment yeah we'll see later in the episode he's like how do you know this guy is the same guy that you used to know yeah they're definitely implying that he's maybe gone off the deep end with his version of the law
0: Hmm. right but i don't think
2: they necessarily demonstrate that too well they sprinkle it
0: but again and maybe this was intentional like i agree that they've sprinkled this concept i don't think we're ever supposed to think he is so over the line that he's a bad guy though yeah like he might be a lesser version of himself but he's still not evil. Right. Why doesn't Mac want Tim to own up to his actions? That's a great question just because maybe he's right that like he doesn't deserve the same punishment as like his brother might have gotten, but he's definitely morally culpable for this, like and he's certainly legally culpable for it. Like there's no question that that is a punishable offense what he did.
2: And I'm not sure what like the judicial system in the late 1800s would be, but I would have to imagine that there is certainly room for the death penalty? Well, no, there, I well, mean, there, there is definitely room for well, that. Well, there's definitely oh, yeah. room for that, but I have a feeling that that's not what Tim would be looking at. I like, have presumably. No idea. I don't know, though.
1: I think they'd probably hang him. Yeah? I have no idea. I'm basically just <laughs> off of,
0: like, Old West movies that are very factually correct. <laughs> Realistically, he is most likely an accessory to murder mm-hmm. and would probably be convicted of that. Like, he would probably be facing a very harsh sentence. Probably. Regardless, but... yeah. You know, that was also the system of the day. It wasn't like a perfectly nuanced, well fleshed out system, which, by the way, we still don't have. So, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. even today, someone would be facing a very harsh sentence for
2: this. Mm -hmm.
1: So maybe it's just because Mac likes Tim and doesn't want him to.
2: That's exactly what it is. Go away. (laughs) Mac likes Tim.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But then it's like. It's like what Sully said, this is right or wrong because you say it is. I
0: might have some problems with that. One thing I will say is at least in that instance Sully killed a bunch of people. Right. But Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like Sully is a bad guy, but Mac definitely is very comfortable with his own moral judgments and less so with others. <laughs>
2: Hey Rewatchers, thanks for joining us this week on Highlander Rewatch. Make sure to follow us along on Facebook and definitely subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. And guess what? If you're an Android user, you can always subscribe on Stitcher. And guess what? We're on Google Play now. So check us out on Google Play. Any way you want to get us, we're there. So, back in the present, I guess Richie is finding out about Mako, and he's surprised that he's a cop. But Duncan wants to find out what this woman, what's her name? Laura. Laura, that's it. <laughs> what she is hiding from. She says she doesn't know. She's fibbing. fibbing. She's clearly hiding something. Yeah. Because Duncan says, well, let's get the police then and figure this out. And she's like, uh-uh, no popo.
0: No popo. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a quote. It's a direct quote. Yeah. <laughs>
1: she's like, no popo.
0: <laughs> Mr. Popo. Ooh, Mister Popo, Kami's steadfast servant. Let's make the entire premise of this just to make more references that Keith does not understand. That sounds good. What's the only we can rack up?
2: Uh, that's easy for me. I'm, I'm usually missing a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: that is a Dragon Ball reference, Keith.
2: Hold on, can He's we talk? A very about, racist caricature. I meant yeah. to, I meant to bring this up. The... Multiple races. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Hold on, we got to take a definite sidetrack here. So, I'm <laughs> unlike all the other, unlike everything else we've been talking about. This so, one's intentional. Oh yeah, I, I meant to mention this at the top of the episode, but we had talked in the zone about how the uh, what was his name, Canaan uh, mm-hmm. was Canaan Abel, right? That he sounded like Wolverine, who sounds like Piccolo, who
0: sounds like Mister Piccolo in right. some of the
2: seasons. Mm-hmm. So I did some digging mm-hmm. on to see like what the deal was. Adrian Paul said in his Peace Magazine that the villain, the villain was dubbed. Mm-hmm. So I think it is this guy. His name is Cathal Dodd. He's the voice of Wolverine. Yeah, He is Canadian. Because that's where that uh,
0: funimation is based, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He does not have a credit, like on IMDb, obviously, for this. It's all uncredited. But I did find that his agent is located in Vancouver. So mm. I have a very sneaky sus- suspicion that last minute they called him up and was like, we need to do this. They probably gave him a couple hundred bucks to do this gig. Nice. So I'm ninety percent sure it's gotta be this guy. That's so awesome. Wolverine is Kanan. And it is also Mr. Piccolo. I think he's Piccolo or no? Or do they just sound similar? He's definitely Wolverine. Yeah.
1: yeah I don't think he uh, he could be. I don't know. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. Nailed Good it. Ear. <laughs> Good ear. Bub. <laughs> did you get that reference yeah that? i did get that reference <laughs> i'm trying to this one's for you morph
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what about morph i love quoting the first episode of the x-men cartoon because it's really stupid do yourself a favor if you liked that show go back and watch it again because it does not hold up very well. It's yeah. a giant soap uh, opera, funny.
2: and I love it. No, the first season,
0: I think, holds up okay. After that, all bets are off. Yeah. Like, pretty much every good episode that I remembered were all in the first season. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, it was, like, the Christmas special
2: <laughs> Yeah, with the
0: Morlocks.
2: <laughs> so, Lara is in the loft giving, like, I guess, her version of the story. Mm-hmm. And she says she's a girl who comes from the wrong side of the tracks, or in a place where there still is a wrong side of the tracks. What does that mean? I don't know. I guess <laughs> that's, the, it. that's obviously
0: Seacouver, as we've learned. <laughs> yeah. There are multiple tracks yeah. in Seacouver, and there are wronger and wronger sides of them. Yeah.
2: So she married the richest, the son of the richest guy in town, mm-hmm. because she says she wanted to be Cinderella. So she's like kind of a gold digger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying she's a gold digger rap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I guess her husband would come home drunk a lot mm-hmm. and hit her. And then this is very much like. Nowhere to run. Yeah, which is also directed by Clay Boris, where they cut away to these like very violent scenes of her getting like slapped around, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like, kind of like the Predator vision again. Yeah, yeah. that's Weird. right. So she ran away, and and she said like
1: his father is like really influential or a judge or something.
2: Yeah, he told the judge that I guess she stole from them and mm-hmm. r- ran away with their money, and so I guess Mako has been hired to bring her back.
1: So this is the story when she tells Mac. Mac isn't so sure. Right.
2: But Richie's like, oh, we'll help you out, baby. He's like, this is Richie's game. He's like, he's got it right where he wants. It's like, Richie's game is find women in danger and prey on them. Yeah.
1: Like, he always (laughs) likes these vulnerable women. It was like in the one with Dominic, the zone, Patone, where he's like latching on to women in trouble.
2: Right. And And he did it in The Beast Below
1: as well. Yeah. He's like (laughs) leveraging his weird... Savior position to try to get some unsavory. Yeah. It's like not cool, Richie. Unseemly. Yeah. Unrichie. Yeah. So big star place. Big star. We haven't talked
0: about that in a while. Well, I don't think it's been in this season. Sadly, no. It's a it's still in my heart though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest star of all. Maybe the real slim shady was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> so Maco doesn't really believe Lara. Uh, yeah, of course not. <laughs> right. Yeah. this is a odd story, especially involving a player that Mac knows.
2: Yeah. So we cut to like later. Th- I guess she's going to stay with Mac. Mm-hmm. Also because Richie sa- like th- he calls it out. He's like, "I don't think she's your type. Like I feel comfortable leaving her with you because like Mac's not going to sleep with her." Like Yeah. These two have, like are really cutting down these ladies. Like Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. And like
0: their weird competition over Hornburger and Yeah. Uh,
2: also
1: I like that like Richie's like, oh I'll help you. Anyway, it's getting late. I gotta go home. You can stay with Mac. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh great. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
2: Laura takes a walk down by, I guess, the waterfront, which is I guess not too far from the dojo. Yeah. And Matt finds her there, and I guess she's mulling things over. And he makes a comment about like he's like, Hey, you gotta be careful down here, like in the best times, this is a bad neighborhood. And again, it's like, what is Seacouver? Like yeah. this is supposed <laughs> Where are you yeah, like, this is supposedly two blocks or so from the dojo, and it's a crazy it's like the zone. It's like you can't be down here at night. It's like yeah. all right. I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, and first season Seacouver did not get that impression at all. Yeah. Seacouver's just Flint Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> so she she, I guess, is picking up on the fact that Mac is not trusting her. And he's warning her, like, you better be careful with Richie. Like, he's gonna believe whatever you tell him, and like you're just gonna drag him along to whatever like whatever scheme you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, don't hurt my friend.
1: He doesn't want Richie to throw his life away.
2: So now. We get an amazing scene mm-hmm. back at Richie's apartment. And maybe this is why he didn't want Laura to come over, because yeah. he's got a great setup in his little bachelor <laughs> pad. Uh so Richie's taking a shower and he has got the greatest like shower curtain. Yeah, what is it? It's like a newspaper or something. Uh he's got like singles ads on it. What? And it's like thirty two and looking to like party like it's all these like Ew. Singles ads. It's fantastic.
0: So, so he just every time he takes a shower, he tries calling one. Yeah. <laughs> so, Are
1: you in trouble? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Are
0: you in trouble?
2: That's his single ad, singles ad. He's yeah. like, I'm 31, but I say I'm 23. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for woman in distress. Yeah. <laughs> Can save you from ancient law men <laughs> In parentheses, with help of friend. If you're into yeah. that, <laughs> with help of tall Scottish friend. <laughs> Oh
1: boy. So Richie is taking a shower and gets the buzz.
0: And Not
2: a block away. Yeah. <laughs> like right yeah. yeah. Mako busts into I his could, I
0: could feel him coming a parlor away. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Mako busts in and
0: punches, punches him right Richie <laughs> right in the fucking it's face. Like, it's like a savage open palm strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this whole it's, thing is awesome. This scene is hilarious. Yeah. he's like got Richie by his little ramen curls,
2: like yeah. <laughs> and richie's just naked and they're just yeah and he's get, shaking he's just him around get, a lot so
1: richie's probably dangling a little bit down
0: there <laughs> i'm glad glad you're painting a full picture yep that's the first thing i thought of yeah a nice word painting of richie's yeah.
2: jank <laughs> mako asks what's the deal yeah where's laura and richie's like i don't know i took her away and then just dropped her off at the bus station i don't know where she went so that's his little lie
0: Somewhere in the middle of this, Mako literally karate chops yeah. him. <laughs> yes. Like, in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem
1: like Mako has much interest in the game.
2: No, he warns Richie's like, just don't get in my way. He's like, we yeah. you know, our kind doesn't like each other. Yeah, he he doesn't seem again, not to be a he's not a bad guy. Like, I think he even understands Richie's position a little bit. You helped this girl that you didn't know anything about. I don't care. Where is she? He, he doesn't is, seem like a real vengeful he guy. He's <laughs>
1: physically
0: assaulting this guy <laughs> <No>. after burglarizing <laughs> his house. <laughs> He is, in
2: fact, a burglar. <laughs> well,
0: he, all right. He unlawfully entered someone's dwelling house at night with the intent to commit a felony therein.
2: Guys, it's under the color of authority. That's right. Cops can't do that either. Mm. So uh, after this, Mako leaves. Make-o. Yeah, Mako leaves. Then we then cut to like a park. A Joe, Joe, and Mac are meeting up, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Where are they? My notes just they're say, bird. Joe, <laughs> He's they're back bird watching. Yeah. It's been, I guess, what two episodes since we've seen Joe. Yeah, I don't Maybe. Think
1: he was in the one with Sully, wasn't he? Was
2: he was not in the fighter with Sully. He was not in the
0: episode about a hunter. Right.
1: You Run for your life. Run for
2: your life. Run for your life.
1: So what was the episode before that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> run for your life. Epitaph for Tommy. He was in Epitaph for Tommy, right?
2: No. Was he? No. No? I don't think so. So it's been like three episodes since we've seen Joe? The fighter. At least. Jeez. Yeah. Well, he's back. Thankfully, the person who delivers the opening monologue to the show yeah. is in the show. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> so, Max there, and he wants info on the girl. Yeah, but it's again, all because that Mako is the one looking for him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Why like, would
1: Joe have information about that?
2: I don't know. And Duncan doesn't need information about Mako. We get more exposition from Joe. He's like, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, Mako. He used to be a uh, a sheriff back in the eighteen sixties. It's like we know. We just saw that flashback. Like yeah. You're you're providing no information, Joe. Like, yep.
1: <laughs> and Max like yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, about this Laura girl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just like just call the cop. Just well, I, I guess that, I think they do justify it. I think that's why Duncan says he doesn't want the police involved because he's not sure what the deal is with the girl.
1: Joe also says that. Mako was a sheriff in England. A constable.
2: Right. Mm, Even before he was immortal. Right. Or I think uh, we find that out from Mako himself. Yeah. From the horse's mouth. Yeah. He's been a lawman for 600 years. Then we cut to
1: the dojo and Richie's visiting. And this is where Richie calls Mac on his bullshit.
2: Yeah. Because Mac is like, don't do anything. Like, Mako is like, you're not going to beat him. And it's dangerous. And well, he still doesn't trust Lara yeah uh, but yeah richie calls him out and he's like well you get to help people all the time why can't i help people right because you're
0: not helping anyone richie <laughs> you're just trying to get some like that's the only reason he's helping her right because she's pretty Yeah, because her story is like
1: <laughs>
2: her story is
0: just like so kind of facially flimsy yeah
2: well when they go upstairs to the loft she's like packing up like it looks mm-hmm. like she's gonna split town And, of course, Richie's got to try to step in again. He's like, no, I want to help you. Yeah. He's really chasing that tail. I guess she explains that, oh, like, uh, what was his name? Carl? Or Earl. Earl. It's like Earl's daddy used to hit me. And Mac is like, wait a minute, Earl's dad used to hit you? I thought it was Earl that hit you. So this is the first time we see, I guess, a crack in her story. Mm. And we're not sure what's up. Which is weird because I don't know why. Like, she legitimately is not lying about her story as we find out, like, she does have an abusive husband, we later yeah. find out. So I don't understand why there's a crack in her story. Probably just got nervous. It is very odd. Because, yeah, there's no reason to lie. Like, everything she's talking about is basically true. Yeah. Doesn't make yeah. sense. Richie is not cool hearing this, like, stay out of it for Mac thing. And Richie's like, I'm a big boy.
1: Yeah. I can do it. Like, let me do it. I'm Mommy, a grown-up, too. Well, I'm a big boy.
2: I have novelty shower curtains. I can do yeah. this. <laughs>
0: Hey, only a big, a truly big boy would have a novelty shower curtain. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, he's ready to settle down for a relationship. That's why That's he's right. looking at those ads.
1: Well, Mako saw him naked, so he would be the only one who would be able to know if
2: Richie is indeed a big boy <laughs> or not. <laughs> the only one. The only one. So this line, I'm a big boy, is used as the transitional element, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, to the past, we get back back to the 1800s, and a little kid is like, "I'm a big boy." To Mac, about yeah. what I don't, try, I, don't I, no <laughs> I wonder what the conversation they were talking about yeah. was. But I guess this kid reveals that Tim is going to have a gunfight with Mako. Yeah, having a literally, literally having a quick draw. Yes, like and right outside the door. Mac is unaware of all of this. Doesn't get a buzz, but it's all going down. I, I could feel the buzz two one horse towns away. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope to dusty road it's enough to obscure that buzz <laughs> yeah
2: tim does not want to go i guess he knows he can't run so he mm-hmm. decides he's gonna kill mako so matt comes out pleading with him like just go with him yeah you can't kill him this won't be over
1: what's tim's plan like this is the absolute worst thing he could do
0: it absolutely is yeah but they say go to alaska what's honestly the the likelihood in 1880 of a u.s marshal discovering him in alaska
2: yeah fleeing is a pretty good plan Very low,
0: but like, I guess he just thinks that if he sprints, this guy's just going to be able to catch him, Hmm. man tracker style. Even
2: though Mac, like, he's not listening to Mac's advice, which was like, go hide, I'll help yeah he's like preventing mac from actually helping like they didn't even try that plan yet like yeah well
0: mac got sidetracked he's now got his apron on and he's doing some printing yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he comes out to stop this gunfight in his printing apron yeah, yeah.
2: this also maybe paints him as like maybe he is more copable in this like robbery he, he has draws, a gun he draws his gun like almost out of nowhere yeah. like i forget what what does mako say to make him draw the gun he's like you're gonna come with me no matter what and he's like no and yeah. he just draws, it's like whoa hold on like yeah. Put the brakes on. Also, Tim does not know Mac is immortal. Obviously, right? Mac is like standing in the middle of this like this gunfight, and yeah. Tim is just like, "I'm shooting." Like, yeah. it's like, "Look out for your buddy who's trying to help you." The desperate man. He
0: is. He's a wiener.
2: Yeah. <laughs> With nowhere to run, run for your life. Yeah. <laughs> Mac is like, Maka, why did you have to kill him? Like it didn't have to be that yeah,
0: way. Make yeah, not to bury the weed. Make a
2: waste sim. Oh, are yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And Mako was like, I didn't kill him. The law, the law did. killed him. Yeah. I'm the law. I'm the law. <laughs> yes. Judge
0: Dredd rewatched.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the law. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> We're There's, gonna voice. There have been worse Stallone impressions. <laughs> but <laughs> not many. it's a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I ain't the law! I am the law! <laughs> Judge, I adore that movie. It's Judge Dredd so, or Dredd? Well, actually, Dredd is quite good. Dread is a Dredd. fun movie. Yeah. Dredd's Judge, a great movie. Judge, Judge, Judge Dredd, Dredd, though. is a train
1: wreck you can't look away from. Isn't Rob Schneider in that?
2: Rob Schneider's in a trash can most of the movie. <laughs> uh, he's at various times crawling through
0: pipes and That's spaghetti? Spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> That's a eat recycled food. It's great for the environment and okay for you. <laughs>
2: who else Which, is in that movie? Armand Asante, uh Max von Sydow, the great Max von Sydow. He's in that? Yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of shitty who's, movies. Uh,
0: who's the romantic weed in that? It's someone who goes on. To, Diane Lane. It's Diane Lane.
2: <laughs> wow. It's got a ton of people in it. And it's a terrible movie. Oh, yes. But it's great. Sure. It's
0: also wonderful. <laughs> I had a friend once. I judged him. Oh
2: boy! <laughs> oh, isn't the villain in that also named Mako? Oh, is that Armando Santay's name?
1: I think it is. Oh shit! <laughs> I have to look this up. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hold on, yeah. Let's take a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. real quick. <laughs> One oh, minute. Under color of authority, I am authority.
0: <laughs> oh, it's not Mako. It's Rico. Rico.
1: <laughs> That's it. A... It's Rico. Sorry, and they're
2: brothers, everyone. right? Is that it? they they are in fact
1: clones.
0: Clones.
2: Them, so. So, we come back from this flashback. I guess Richie's gone off with Lara, and Mac is coming downstairs, and Mako is there waiting in the dojo.
1: They do this weird thing where, like, they show their hands like it's a Western.
2: Well, they get into an argument, and Mako's like, the kid's outside. The buzz is working very differently again. Because we've talked about, like, feeling multiple immortals. Can they do that? Clearly he is. He knows it's Richie. Yeah. Or I guess... Infers it's Richie, uh, but yeah, then they do like a quick draw with mm-hmm. their swords, and it's amazing. But they appear out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, like absolutely <laughs> out of nowhere. And I guess Duncan has his sword to Mako's neck. And he has him. He has him. He but well, I, I mean, but then yeah. I guess Mako gets Mac because he's like, "Is this your idea of justice?" And that yeah. makes Mac put his sword down because mm. they both clearly have some sense of justice. Yeah. Uh, and and in the original script, apparently, like they fight too. This is a yeah. whole fight scene and mac wins then we get that line which i think makes this scene a little more powerful i did
1: like the kind of hand thing
2: even though it was kind of false because they apparently had their swords yeah richie and laura have a hotel room yeah and laura decides she wants to thank richie and richie's like yeah this is the payoff (laughs) (laughs) but he's like you don't have to if you don't want to and she's like no i'd like to thank him it's like with sexy time and (laughs) then they start like wet kissing and it's like it's really wet and sloppy (laughs) Here we go again. <laughs> We're all Just disgusted
0: getting... by this. Well, I think the the thing that actually makes this disgusting is the weird quid pro quo. It's like, oh, you're helping me ev- evade justice, and I'm repaying you with sex. That's unsavory. Yes.
2: <laughs> Mac
0: and Joe meet back up.
1: And they're at the mansion that we've Where? seen 60,000 times. Where are they? So this is Joe's house, too? Well, <laughs> like, all
2: right. So maybe... That's what's kind of implied here. Yeah. So we're not quite sure where Joe and Mac are. Presumably yeah. it's Joe's house, but that will, I think, be called into question later in another episode.
1: Hmm. Maybe it's Watcher's Headquarters. Hey! Where there has already been several immortal duels. <laughs> Or like the lawn of this mansion has exploded when guy whose name I can't remember got beheaded. What was that guy? The guy that Mac fought with Wa- on New
2: Wall Year's? Street, Walter Reiner. Yeah. Walter Reiner. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Wall Street, Walter
0: Reinhardt. <laughs> so I just like these Wall Street Walter.
2: <laughs> Joe's given Mac the scoop on what he's learned about Laura, and I guess Mako is working for like the Texas court system. Yeah, and he's in charge of, or not in charge of. He he brings in bail jumpers, and he's a Law and Order fanatic. <laughs>
0: Much like the Philadelphia fanatic.
2: Yeah, he's a fanatic
0: with a P. Yeah. (laughs) That stupid kazoo-wearing monster has completely destroyed my ability to spell the word fanatic. (laughs) Like, I'll try typing it in my phone, and I'll start getting angry at autocorrect. I'm like, what the hell?
2: It's right. (laughs) So Joe also says the reason she's being brought in is not because she stole money. It's because she killed her husband. She stuck
0: her husband with a carving knife. it's like, uh
2: uh-oh. So now Mac really doesn't trust her, obviously, and thinks she's up to no good. Up to no good. Do you need
1: to tell the time and look elegant while doing so? Then you should get the Highlander logo bracelet watch. Profoundly beautiful, this bracelet watch has immediate impact and a classic legacy. Each symbol is a powerful message to those who understand or a beguiling mystery for the unknowing. It's time to reward yourself! (laughs) Or drop the appropriate hint to your own Highlander that if he wants to be immortalized, his maiden would love this gift for that special occasion. It comes in a wooden keepsake box and... Keith, how much money do you think the Highlander logo bracelet watch
2: costs? $65. Nope. $75. Nope. $85. Nope. $130. Nope. $150. $95. $95. That's almost. That's like $150 in 2016 money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of dough. But I can't wait to get my hands, clock Ooh. hands, that is, on this sweet watch.
1: My favorite part of this is, it's time to reward yourself. That's a joke. Uh, why, a what watch. are the
2: symbols it asks us to decipher? I What don't is, know. What is so there's, the symbol?
1: Uh, there's like a weird Celtic knot thing. There's a weird head. I don't know what this head is. It looks like a dragon head.
2: Probably a dragon.
1: Yeah, I guess it's a Celtic dragon. Do they have dragons? I think so. One's with the watcher symbol.
2: I can decipher that.
1: And one just says Highlander, so that's not, like, there's nothing to decipher that. You can just read it. <laughs> but <laughs> for the rest of these, I don't know. <laughs> there you go, guys.
2: <laughs> so, back at the motel after Rich and. Rich, Rich 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 <laughs> this is my old pal We're getting, yeah this is yeah. dicky uh what's his name dicky ryan jesus how do i remember his name <laughs> Dickie Ryan. oh boy um he comes back with some burgers and fries i guess to you know refuel after their sexcapades <laughs> <laughs> and then anton Shagur is right on their tail right. i'm not quite sure how he found them who knows who knows but they flee they flee out the window yeah he's a pro they go to mac for his
1: car and mac lets richie know which, why Jeez. do they need his car? They've got his bike. Well, they probably couldn't go to the bike because... Oh, so they, they just keep on foot? That's what it
0: seems like. They needed to go to a further hotel. yeah, Right. Or they took maybe, the bus. Maybe that's how we found them so easily. Maybe, maybe yeah. Richie
2: spends all that, that $600 he, he brought back on a very expensive cab ride yeah, <laughs> back to the dojo. So we get back, and then all this stuff kind of comes to a head. Yeah. And we're confronted with, like, what did you do, Laura? Yeah. And we find out that she's like not really lying. Like her husband was abusive and was beating the shit out of her. And again, we get more of these like really, like I think this is even more violent than the first time, like really violent flashback Predator Vision things of her just being beaten around. Yeah. And she says she, I guess, wasn't even thinking, but grabbed a kitchen knife and stabbed her husband in essentially self defense. But she says the reason she had to run is because in Earl's daddy's town, she would be. Killed before, like it's really weird. Like, yeah, where do they live? Like, <laughs> Texas is rural, but not that. Like, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's
0: dubious. Yeah. And if there's
2: like problems, you can get your venue changed for your trial. And well, they call that out, and they're like, oh, we can't get the venue changed unless we go. well that's accurate right you're not gonna gonna change the venue on a trial for someone who's like
0: actively eluding justice right
2: Right. but like how how, i don't know that this whole town is this corrupt that she can't go back without any protection or anything this seems intense yeah it's
0: silly it's well like i think we're supposed to just figure it's untrue i don't think we're supposed to think that
2: she's believable so do we think that this this is do we not think shit that she killed her husband because of
0: i do, i i think that we're supposed to buy that part but this whole narrative she's constructed about she's lost a lot of credibility at this point mm. i don't know that we're supposed to trust this whole narrative that she can't get justice max though, certainly doesn't trust it though i guess there is like a i don't know like a 30 percent chance he's lying about the abuse part she i mean she has just been lying the entire time would mako be this dogged if he didn't think like if the,
2: the town was corrupt Does this, like,
1: kind of shed a different light on Mako?
2: Well, how does this work? They say he works for the state. Where does this trial go? (laughs) Like, if he's working for the state, like, presumably this has become a state criminal case, not a county or, like, some regional court.
0: Well, I mean, most court systems, it's run by the state. Like, you're in the county of whatever, like, county of Philadelphia. But it's still the Superior Court of New Jersey or the, you know, Court of Common Pleas of Hmm. Pennsylvania. The courts are generally state entities, unless you're, like, in a municipal court that's, Hmm. like, literally just, like, you got a traffic ticket in your town.
2: In that respect, I think, actually, Mako would protect her, because he's such a letter-of-the-law guy. Yeah. He would be like, no, 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 like, it can't be an unjust trial, like, because that's not how this works.
0: Right. Yeah, the whole thing... Is interesting. Also, she made bail. Apparently, she's a bail jumper. So right. She's been. She's already been arrested for this crime. She. Di- she didn't just run away. Conducted. Do it and run away. She's been arrested and then like put up a bond or cash or something. It was allowed to leave, hmm. and then ran.
2: Who do you think put up the bail money? The father, so he could kill her, or her,
0: or someone in her family. Maybe if they got the money.
2: But we know that she's from the wrong side of the tracks so and she's poor. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't have the money. <laughs>
0: I don't know. You got holes plot. <laughs> Do I don't know. It's it is odd. Yeah, it is interesting that she's in fact jumping the bail. Also, is he working for the state or is he working for a bondsman? Because that's oh. usually who employs bounty hunters. Well so Joe people,
2: said he worked for the state, right? Joe does say
0: that, but that's usually not the way it works.
2: Or does he I I can't remember the exact quote, or does he, he said say the he works this courts. Texas yeah.
0: courts. Yeah. So ordinarily what ends up happening is that people put up bail bonds for people. So, like, the the convention of, like, oh, you only need 10% of whatever the number is, that actually just comes from the private system of bail bonding, wherein you're effectively getting a private loan to post someone's bail. So you're paying the bail bondsman 10%, and in exchange for you showing up faithfully to court, they keep 10% of the amount they posted for you. Mm. In any case, when those people jump, they hire bounty hunters, because if not, they're going to be on the hook for the full amount of your bail. That's another reason why it's weird. It's not like Old West, like, wanted, dead or alive, $500. Like, it
2: generally does not work
0: that way.
1: Hmm.
2: <laughs> so, uh, why don't we take a listen to this clip uh, where Duncan and Richie kind of have it out and all this stuff yeah, yeah. comes to the fore. Richie, listen. Listen. I've spoken to a lawyer. We can fight the extradition, but she has to go back to face the charges. Why, Mac? Because those are the rules. Mac, what the hell with the rules. We're immortals. Who cares about the rules? Sometimes it's all we have. You sound like him. Richie, where is this going from here? What happens if you're out on the road and a cop recognizes her? What are you going to do, kill him? I don't. How far is this going to go, I don't know, Richard? Mac. I don't know. All I know is i got to help her, Mac.
0: Mac, she needs me. Richie, man, you're screwing up. Just <laughs> he left is and right. screwing
2: up. Yeah. It's like, Big also, time. Like, Mac,
0: you got a lawyer for this person? Like, good. Also, yeah, I have a question. assist
2: her. Duncan says that she has to go back to face the charges, but she, could she have made bail if she wasn't charged? Like, you don't get bail for just being, like, lock up overnight. It
0: It happens simultaneously. They've got a constitutionally prescribed amount of time to charge you with an actual crime after you've been arrested. And at that same time, they will fix bail on the
2: charges. Mm. Glad Kyle's a lawyer for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
1: the only stuff I know about this is from television, which is not accurate.
0: <laughs> as as we are, as we are experiencing presently. Yeah. Also, the the entire bail system is a corrupt and broken system. So.
2: You know, maybe that's what Richie's fighting for this entire time. Yeah, it's true. He's just <laughs> way ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> well, Richie and Laura end up taking off. I guess Mac does give them Mac
1: like gives Richie his car keys. Why? I don't understand.
2: Well, I guess Richie's kind of giving him an ultimatum. Like I gotta help her no matter what. So either help me or don't.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Mac definitely caves to Richie's bullshit a lot easier in this than in any other episode.
2: Yeah. Richie's Richie's becoming a man.
0: Well, I think that might be part of it. It might also be like, you know what? Like, you're immortal now. Like, you need to start making these choices. Right. You're not just... You're not being sucked into my world. This is your world, and you need to navigate it. Well, Duncan
2: talks to... When he talks to Laura out on, like, the dock or whatever, he mentions that. He's like, because whatever you do, it's like, this is all Richie's choice that he's going to make. So don't screw that up for him, because it's his... His mistake to me.
0: I like that he basically invited her to push the ultimate deception on him. It's like, hey, my friend's really gullible. He might just like hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Like he will go for
2: whatever you're selling. So, <laughs> hey, you're, don't. you're his type too. <laughs> right. Richie's De- type? desperate. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lauren, Richie take off Mako comes in now with two goons two like Texas goons like (laughs) they have like
1: bolo ties they're having a bolo tie competition (laughs) and Mac has his his bow staff
2: so this is maybe where we get the idea that Mako has gone a little further than he's gone before because Mac is like, let's just get the police involved. Like, they couldn't have gotten too far. They're probably just a few blocks away. Yeah. We can put an end to this and it doesn't have to get crazy. And And Mako's like, like, no police. And then he literally says, I am the law, (laughs) (laughs) which is fantastic.
1: Much like Slyvester Stallone. (laughs) Just like the judge. (laughs) Judge who? Uh, Dredd. Ah. You may have (laughs) heard of him. So Mac has his bow staff and karate fights. Yeah, so the goons, Texas I guess,
2: goons. the goons distract Mac. Yeah. So Mako's able to run after Richie, mm-hmm. and he takes these guys out pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, he dispatches them easily. Outside, I guess Richie gets in the T-Bird, and, and it's all. It. Yeah. <laughs> he can't start it or whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, more bounty hunter thoughts for a second. Yeah. So New Jersey is a particularly stringent state in this regard but a lot of states have followed suit in that bounty hunters like aren't really allowed to use force on people mm. in just about any way shape or form in a lot of states apparently not whatever the hell state sea is in <laughs> <laughs> but you can't bust up in people's house and detain them because you're just a kidnapper at that point bounty hunters in new jersey not that infrequently get charged with like kidnapping and assault because they've got like a massive financial investment in catching these people because they're going to lose maybe a hundred thousand dollar bond that they posted you know so they end up essentially kidnapping people (laughs) in order to bring them back in and that's effectively what this guy is doing and somehow in my head I imagine Texas has looser restrictions on this (laughs) for
2: reasons
0: but it is strange Hmm. I think almost universally though they're not allowed to like draw guns on people like you're not allowed to
2: and those are older rule i mean like older laws back in the early 90s we're thinking i think it was understood pretty early on that you can't
0: like literally have a reward for someone to go use violence on another person right or have texas karate goons (laughs) yeah karate i don't know what their regulations on karate goons might be but Hmm. in any case it's all very odd actually there was a big controversy around this way uh, around where we are, maybe two years ago, there was a big case where four people who were ostensibly bounty hunters, only one of them was licensed to operate as a bounty hunter, it, like caused a massive car accident because they were chasing someone. And then they ended up, ended up like assaulting this bail jumper. And all four of these people got charged with crimes far more serious than the person they were chasing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. So how accurate is Midnight Run? That's the big question.
0: Mm. Uh, It's less accurate than Chicken Run, but...
2: (laughs) I love that movie.
0: Chicken Run? No, Midnight Run. (laughs) (laughs) Robert De Niro and
1: Charles Grodin. It's good stuff. So Richie can't start the car, so they hop out and just start running?
0: Right. Good thing we we went through that whole exchange about borrowing that car. Yeah, (laughs) right.
2: Completely useless. So Mako chases down Richie and Lara back in his truck. Yeah. Which is good. More Dutch Angles... I don't know. It's not that exciting of a chase. No. Richie's like, you
1: know what? We, we have to stop this. Right. Like, you you have to go back and face the music. And she's like, I don't wanna. <laughs> women. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Abused are you, women. Are you, are you Sean Connery over here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, to Sean Connery over here. Also, there literally is a defense for people like her in most places. Yeah. They give particular instructions, not just for self-defense, but also for battered women syndrome and the way in which it affects people. I think even in the 90s, it was coming into its fore as an
2: accepted form of essentially PTSD that abused women get. Mm -hmm. They have this like little tug of war. She Mm -hmm. doesn't want to give up. She wants to still run. So she's like on the curb's edge. And, like, Richie's, like, grabbing her. Yeah, he's, like, pulling on her, like, come with me. Or stay here, I guess. Come with me if you want to live. And so, (laughs) Maker speeds around the corner in his pickup.
1: Yeah, and he's coming at them, and she, like, tugs free and trips.
2: And she trips and gets hit by the truck. Yeah. And dies. And she's dead. And Richie's very sad by this. As he should be, it's kind of his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Then Maker
1: just kind of comes out of the truck and is like, ah, well, it was nobody's fault.
2: Time to go home, kid. <laughs> like <laughs> Right. Well, this is all, this is the whole, like, under color, color of authority. Yeah. He does not take any personal responsibility for basically anything that happens on his watch. Right. Because it's under the law. It's just doing a job. But he doesn't
1: really seem too concerned or about this, or, like, he doesn't really seem like he missed out on anything, not, like, getting her and bringing her in. He's just like... Yeah, uh, well, yeah, he's pretty nonchalant
2: about the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But, was, but, like, he doesn't, like, enjoy it. Yeah, like, you get the impression that it's, like, it didn't have to be this way. Yeah. yeah. And, which is really, like, the lesson everyone. Like, it's, I don't want to say it's Mako's fault entirely. It's, like, it's everybody's fault a little bit. Like, yeah. Sure. He was way too aggressive. The girl should have turned herself in. Richie shouldn't have helped her the way he did. It was no bueno all around. But, yep. <laughs> but as a byproduct of stupid decisions, she got killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They shouldn't have
0: violated the buddy system when trying to cross the street. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's very important. Richie, like, goes beast mode and, like, <laughs> grabs Mako and, like, throws him through a store window. Yeah. Of, like, an abandoned... <laughs> like It's like a huge department or store or yeah. something. Yeah. Under construction. They're building a Nordstrom's. That's right. <laughs> Not in Sea though. Sea can't afford it, apparently. Right. Because it's all one never-ending wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. (laughs) It's the world's
2: largest dollar general.
1: (laughs) So they're, like, fighting in this weird construction zone, which has, like, weird black lighting for some reason
2: yeah i i like the way it's lit honestly like this felt comic booky again like yeah it was like, like orange Dick and Tracy. blue yeah it was or really like the bright
1: scene in uh, batman forever where robin fights those weird
0: glow-in-the-dark,
2: glow-in-the-dark skeleton bad people. guys yeah skeleton people as yeah. he's
0: pretending to be batman, batman?
2: yeah <laughs> and then batman shows up and drives his batmobile up a wall is that the same that's scene? that's in the beginning of
1: the movie yeah,
2: I yeah. Was... Oh, well yeah. get it straight sorry that's like guys
0: keith <laughs> Joel Schumacher, Schumacher is well, not rolling in his grave, but he's rolling. Joel Schumacher. <laughs> that's that's what pinatas are made of. Yeah, right? that's right. Schumacher. I'd like to make a pinata of that movie and then ritualistically destroy it.
2: So a, a large part of this fight, like it's it's fairly well choreographed. I like yeah, it moves around this good. this warehouse. But I would say a good thirty percent of this fight is dedicated to kicking styrofoam around yeah. <laughs> yeah, out of plastic? Yeah. yeah there's a bunch of just kicking like construction debris and there's like light weird construction debris plastic sheets all yeah. over the place. i'm setting for yeah. one of them to kick one. Oh, that was full of nails
1: um, it's a hard hat only sound but we should say that mac has also like followed everyone and is kind of following richie and mako as yeah. they are doing this fight
2: so this kind of echoes the tim tim v mako dawn of literal dawn of justice (laughs) uh that we had earlier where mac tries to intercede and he's like it doesn't have to be that way Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's repeating itself so he's like all right fine like if this is this is your choice richie so we're back to this like richie has to make his own decision thing yeah richie's growing up (laughs) (laughs) richie's growing up
0: he's a big boy yeah also, my note on the setting is just, i am blue daba dee daba die <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, they're fighting, and Mako is, like, winning. Uh, like, he ends up cutting Richie across the chest. Yeah. Uh, because he gets he gets the high ground! That's right. Um, yeah, he slices Richie across the chest, and then when he goes to jump down to take his head, he, like, falls through the table. Yeah. Well, I think the table breaks under him. Right, I yeah. Think,
0: I don't think it's, like... Well, I don't like, think it's an error by him necessarily. Richie, oh, Richie,
1: yeah. Richie, like swings at him, and he like jumps over, and when he gets jumps on the other side, he falls. He through.
2: falls through,
1: so he's like a perfect, you know, whack a mole for Richie.
2: So then Richie gets up and takes his head.
1: Yeah, mm. doesn't hesitate this time.
2: No, and he's
0: no Sheena Easton. That's so, right. so is Richie just sexist? Is that Richie's biggest weakness? Yeah, <laughs> he has no problem killing an old righteous man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like he can't kill. A lady terrorist,
1: because Mac and she had a connection. Is that
0: why he didn't kill her? Do you care that much if you're Richie? I don't know. And I was just going to ask. No, does we... he? Does Richie know that they were bed partners? I guess he <laughs> dock doesn't. partners. Bed partners. <laughs> dock partners. <laughs> oh, that sounds like something else. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh... Docking? I'm interested in hearing about docking. No, we are not explaining docking on this podcast. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Those
2: so inclined can look it up. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> don't, no, don't. Don't no, do no. that either. So I, we, we've talked about immortal immune systems mm. on this show before. Well, how do we think immortal hormones work? Like, is this really just Richie being like a crazy horn dog? Is what? it because he's like 19 years old and he's just got to like... And
0: he's a virile. Yeah, young like, lover. is that
2: why? Like, he's not sexist, but he's just like crazy horny.
0: Are are you so wait, is your theory here all mortals are just horny all the time?
2: Well the younger ones may like does his does his sex drive go down? Why this makes no sense. What? Uh, I don't
0: understand the premise yes of this.
2: No, I
1: don't. He's just twenty two. What was the line Richie said My hormones or what? Do you remember that? Oh, uh
2: he's like uh a meltdown but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <in> meltdown, baby. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening. Yeah.
0: Okay, he's just twenty two.
2: Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying does someone like uh, Mako have a lower, you know? a lower sex drive yeah lower sex drive
1: i don't know mako mako gets a hard on from the law
2: the law Law is his bed partner that's right he shall not want lady lady justice she likes the blindfold she's a swell looker lady justice (laughs) so amon tell us about this quickening oh my god you said you liked this I
1: do. This quickening is 90s Nickelodeon. This yeah. is like Double Which, Dare the Quickening. My the quote in my notes is just gack sprays everywhere. Yeah. So like Richie he does, I guess, a fine job of quickening acting, but they're, they're like, they're in a room that's Quickening being, acting! That's yeah. great <laughs> J- jizzing. Yeah.
2: I, in my <laughs> notes, quick, I have... Quicken jizzing. Is, this is paint jizz, it paint says. Jizz.
1: <laughs> well, they're in a room that's, like, being painted or whatever, but, like... Painted
2: a bajillion colors, yeah, apparently. and like, they're
1: like, all, like, neon, but... So all the paint cans start exploding, and I was like, this is... You know
2: what's not dramatic, like... <laughs> There's another weird element to this quickening where there's, like, stars that come from the bottom of the screen. Like, we saw this in the last episode, The Fighter, where there's a weird animated ghost yeah, sort of, like, like a mist ghost that comes up. Yeah, And in this one, it's similar, except it's, like, stardust. It's yeah. like, what? Like it's really weird. I don't <laughs> but get it. I actually kind of like this quickening. I think it's fun.
0: What do you like about it? <laughs> it's you like just, the interpretive painting? That yeah, it's huh.
2: different. It's, I think, kind of creative. It's fun. I don't know.
1: I think the paint cans are really. I'm
2: goofy. into it. I, I
1: just couldn't do it. I'm like, no.
0: It's like an entire quickening of just the oil and hose from the garage scene of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> what stuff can we spluge
2: everywhere? <laughs> my, my notes on the. I'm just looking at my notes, and they're so matter of fact about what I thought about this scene. It just says dash all the paint cans explode, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see a quickening in, like, a bathroom where, like, a tube of toothpaste
1: just, like,
0: <laughs> just just shoots all the that. toothpaste it out. It just curls into a little—it's yeah. a little snail-like it cur- coil. Yeah, it
1: curls itself. <laughs> or what if it was in a toothpaste factory? <laughs> Even better. <laughs> but, yeah, and Mac is, like, kind of not very happy about any of this. He's, he, like, looks disgusted.
2: Yeah, so we get the— now Quite the appropriate de- response. The denouement of this episode is back in the loft— they talk about it's, like, going to be winter?
0: Winter is coming.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so uh, Mac tells Richie he's, like, got to leave. Mm-hmm. So I assume that's because too many witnesses were around or something. Like, I'm not exactly sure what the implication is. But yeah, like there's a headless
0: body in a department store. Right. That a bunch of construction workers are going to see tomorrow. And a bunch of people watched him on the street oh, throw, throw, a man. throw a man through the plate glass window.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mac is, like, really cold about this whole thing, I think. Yeah. And, like, clearly, again, disappointed disappointed well richie did like ignore all of his good advice (laughs) this ends with richie asking if they're ever gonna have to fight each other which this is like a real dark turn and mac is like maybe and it's like yikes Yikes. right like uh well Um, i mean richie's kind of on a bad path right now like yeah yeah he extrapolate a path of
0: this like he just killed the nicest immortal we've probably encountered. <laughs> like,
2: that,
0: like, that, that wasn't that, like a friend of That was Mac. like an actual antagonist. Or like, yeah. didn't
2: have like split personalities and was a maniac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm Quentin Barnes. <laughs> it's me, Quentin
1: Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Mario.
2: It's-a me. <laughs> so Richie leaves and Mac is like literally, he's crying. Yeah. And then it's fade to black and credits. It's sad. So... I don't know. I was a little torn up about this ending because Mac is so disappointed in Richie, but the whole crux of it from the beginning was Richie needs to make his own decision. So he like let him kind of make these... I don't know. I, I feel weird. like He's like, I'm going to let Richie make his a decision because he has to learn, I guess. And then he does, and it's not the best decision. Obviously, it's actually the wrong decision. Right. It's it Borderline's on the worst decision. Yeah. Two uh, people are dead. Yeah. But then Mac's response to this is like, Go away. Like, well, so it's the same. And yeah. it's like, whoa. Well, as, just... as his like mentor
1: figure, it's like, well, Mac made the same decision. Mac was in the same position, and he did the same thing in the flashback. Expl- he didn't let Tim go with Mako. He said hide, and then he got. He basically instead of turning Tim over to Mako, let Tim hide, and basically like that's why Tim then was able to face Mako and get
0: shot.
2: Yeah, Mac has definitely harbored people before. I don't think letting someone making their own.
0: Choices precludes you from being sorely disappointed in them he obviously does need to leave because of the multiple homicides that have just occurred so like he's got to go and oftentimes adults make decisions not to kill each other <laughs> like when they do you're allowed to be upset with them mm. sure i just feel like mac should be able to maybe relate we find that a lot of times, that, like, in Mac's yeah, Mac younger days... Mac didn't kill anybody. That's true. Mac didn't tell Tim to have a quick draw with an immortal. And after... He m- certainly didn't tell his buddy Tim to stick up a Wells Fargo man.
2: That's true. And after Mako did kill Tim, Mac didn't turn on Mako. Right? Yeah. Out of passion. People make their decisions. Mm. Like,
0: he also didn't turn on Richie for this whole situation. Like, he's very responsible for... Her death and for killing an otherwise pretty good person. That was a very bad thing he just did. Like, we're being very nice to Richie here. I suppose so. He killed not an innocent man, but like... Not a guilty one. He did not, he had no need to do that, and he did not kill an evil person. In fact, probably in the cosmic scale, he killed a pretty good guy. Yeah, we can be disappointed in Richie Ryan. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mac, you can, sh- you can shed your one tear as he rides your Bat Vader <laughs> out of, like, your weird loft. <laughs> so what do you guys think of this episode in general? This was a good one, I thought. This is great. I like yeah. this episode a really lot. Was... Th- yeah. And it was good that, like, a bunch of pieces that had been missing from the show all kind of reunited. Like, yeah. Richie's finally back. Joe's finally back. Uh, Moral Center is finally back. Yeah,
2: yeah. there's a sword fight. And... Good yeah. flashback. Good uh, flashback, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this had a lot going for it. This ticked all the boxes of a good Highlander episode. And also yeah.
2: even moved, like, this this didn't feel necessarily like a... a freak mortal, of the Week. Yeah, Freak of the Week, because it, the larger plot gets moved forward, which is Richie gets kicked out. And it's like, yeah. well, what's going to happen with their relationship? Like, we're moving some big pieces now, which is pretty nice. And yeah. Jonathan
0: Banks is really good. He's yeah, great. He does a great job
2: with this yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad. I don't think like we go. ever get to see him again, which well, is a he bummer. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, in like a flashback or, you know. Sure. I, I did just want to bring up the Watcher Chronicles very briefly. It's nothing in particularly like special about Mako's Chronicle or anything, but Lara has a Chronicle and it's awesome. It's so brief. It basically says accused of stabbing her husband. It might not even say accused. It might just say killed her husband. And it's just, it's just check marks. It's like killed her husband, ran away with Richie, dash, girl from wrong side of tracks. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Girl from
0: wrong side of tracks. Did we uh, learn any lessons this episode?
2: There's a lot of lessons. A whole lot of lessons.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why it's time for a segment we like to call...
2: Give you a Mac You
0: wanna know by now. You wanna
2: know by now. Welcome to
0: Mac Attack, where each and every week we talk about the lessons we learned from Duncan MacLeod So this week I learned there's really no difference between being the law, being above the law, and apparently just murdering the law. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: all the same. I learned that I enjoy the Steven Seagal movie Above the Law. From Mac? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> we should do this more
0: often. mac is not the only one who teaches us some lessons we also have richie ryan which is why we have our favorite segment what, what you don't, don't do, 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 do what you don't do the lessons of richie ryan
1: so what you don't do is rescue a girl, leave her at Max's house and then go home and take a shower when a bounty hunter's following you. <laughs> when Boba Fett is on
0: your trail. That's right. <laughs> what you don't do is you don't you don't trade sex for committing felonies. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a good trade for you, Richie. It's not a good trade. Don't yeah. knowingly harbor a felon. No. <laughs> I think that's an excellent
1: lesson. Also buy some new fucking shower curtains. <laughs>
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> Lonely Heart 36. What you don't do? Get karate chopped by Maiko in your own shower. <laughs> Maiko.
2: Anything, anything, anything? Well, thanks everybody for joining us for this week's episode. But before we go, we wanted to talk about our very first Highlander Rewatch contest. Now, we mentioned this back when we did our seven part episode on the movies uh, from 1986. And if you haven't heard those already, make sure to go back on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. We're now on Google Play and check out those back episodes. Cataloging the movie. So, Eamon, why don't you tell us about what this contest is going to be?
1: So, there's a lot of talk... A lot of buzz about rebooting Highlander. So how would you reboot Highlander? We want to hear from you.
2: That's right. So what we're asking you to do is to actually write us a pitch. Think of it as like pitching a movie studio. So write us a one-page treatment, 500 words, telling us what you would do to the Highlander franchise. And so we want this to actually read like a short little narrative. So if we're your st- the studio executives at uh, Lionsgate Films, let us know what your version of Highlander Looks like. And what we're going to do is we're going to participate as well. We're going to do a brainstorming session that we'll record. And then we'll write our own reboot treatment and share it with everybody. And there will actually be
0: some fabulous prizes for our favorite submissions, including some custom artwork from our old pal Amen. Isn't that right? That's right. I will draw you a picture.
2: <laughs> and that's worth a thousand words, that's which right. is basically two entries in our contest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you give us one entry in our contest we will just give you back two. <laughs> that's no, that's not true. You'll get very cool custom artwork.
2: Absolutely. And we might have even some, yeah, we'll, we'll see exactly what the prizes are going to be as we get closer to the due date. And so these uh, entries, uh, you can send to Rewatched at gmail.com. Again, it's HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com. We're going to be judging these at the end of our second season, which is going to be in a couple months, but it gives you plenty of time to think about it and you know put your thoughts together. And we're really excited to read what everyone's thinking out there. And I'm excited to talk about what our ideas would be as well
0: yeah 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 this is going to be a lot of fun so keith just to add some more flesh to this contest is this a pitch for a new movie or a new television series this is a pitch for a new movie great so highlander fans get on your thinking caps get ready to pitch us your ideas we can't wait to read them
2: thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of highlander rewatch join us for the next series episode we cover which is going to be bless the child i've been one of your rewatchers i'm keith This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Richie and Laura get a hotel room. I guess Mako's still on their tail. Or no, hold on. (laughs) Richie and Laura get a, like, motel room. Mm -hmm. And Richie comes in. He's got, like... Does he have like burger? No, ah, fuck, I'm way off on this.